Hello and welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage, episode 54. It is me, your host Sajal, with you bright and early this Monday morning. Or if you're listening to it of any other day of the week, I hope you're having a great day. Today's episode, we have Wake Up Singapore featured on this podcast as a guest. If you don't know who Wake Up Singapore is, they're basically a commentary Instagram page and Facebook page um, that kind of brings us through news in Singapore but with a discussion being facilitated as well rather than a news and media outlet that basically just you know spits and reports facts which is what their job is so all these pages like Wake Up Singapore and many other pages that do exist they've kind of changed the way discussions are held and they've given a voice to the people who consume the news and a platform for people to discuss their opinions as well. Now, I'm an, I am a communications major. I used to study journalism, um, but now I'm more in the PR advertising side. But anyway, I still have a good amount of knowledge on journalism and how the media industry has changed. I have a good amount of knowledge on the media industry in Singapore and the censorship surrounding it because I took many, many courses on it and I've studied it in school. So I thought that I would really enjoy having this conversation with a media outlet that it's not really the conventional media outlet there is, but there is a one amongst many, many pages that have been rising um, um, over the years. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do too. Just note as well, like we really do talk about everything, um, anything and everything that people have submitted. I have asked during this podcast, we didn't hold anything back. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and let's just get into it. Hello, Sean slash Wake Up Singapore. <laughs> Welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage. Hi, yeah, yeah, great to be here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. No, of course. You have no idea the response I got when I announced that I was like having Wake Up Singapore as a guest. I didn't even expect that. Like, because initially when I, I mean, obviously I follow you guys for a while already and I've, I've been, you know, following you guys and a lot of my friends also follow you all. And, you know, it's common conversation. So I remember I was just like, let me just DM them. <laughs> like, I think it'll be a good. And I, at the time, like there was a lot of stuff happening anyway I wanted to talk about. Like, actually, I wanted to talk up initially when I wanted to invite you guys on was to talk about um, the attack on the woman, the Indian woman. But it was a racist hate crime. So that mm-hmm. was initially I wanted someone, yes, you know, yeah. that of like some sort of credibility or I don't know, that can have enough information. But anyway, that didn't happen. And... Um, you guys got back to me a little later and I was like, actually, we could just have you on like as Wake Up Singapore. And yeah, and then suddenly I finally announced it. Dude, you have no idea. Like people were like, what are you going to ask them? I'm like, you tell me <laughs> what you want me to ask them. So that's how you got your questions and you like crowdsourced No, them. yeah, that I have a few that are crowdsourced, <clears throat> but on my end also usually like um just like how I do the podcast, I always kind of do my own angle first. Like what, exactly do i want the interview to go in the direction and then i also open it to people but usually my questions and then time to wrap it up you know i ask from the audience like what do you guys want to hear what do you want to ask but i was really shocked at the response (laughs) we got a lot of good questions we 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 really try i mean to be as 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 open and to respond to as many um dms as as we can right yeah i think that's the the the, the task of, of of engaging with your audience, you know, and making sure that you're getting um, the word out there. And sometimes it's nice also to just like have a chat, um, talk about things uh, outside of 
um, the, the the usual programming that we do. It helps to clarify things, helps to give a bit more context. So yeah, thanks for having me on, on, on your of show. Of course, and yeah. exactly. So this is why I really wanted to have you guys on because I think, you know, we can have a completely different trajectory where we talk about social issues, we talk about what's going on in Singapore and like why, you know, it needs to wake up and all of that. But I mm-hmm. thought for this interview, we could talk more about you and the account and how it all started, the journey behind it the meaning behind it and how you deal with everything that comes with it so and like mm-hmm. you said like clarify a lot of things because people were wanting to know and i think that's why it's a great place to have a conversation on the podcast so i thought to jump mm-hmm. right in you know what is your take on this whole account like what is this journey that you had with wake up singapore how it all started was i think a bunch of kids um met at the hong lim park rallies that were going on um uh, somewhere around 2013, 2012, 2011, around there, right? Um, and it was kind of just that, right? There were there were a bunch of rallies, there were a bunch of speeches going on, and it was a kind of very ragtag group of people, and they came together and they put the page together, right? So I hadn't been part of the of the wake up team at that point, right? Um, I was I've been following them for a little bit, um, and the way that the page really shot, I think, into prominence was with the was when there was the whole saga with the white paper, uh, the population 10k thing, uh, and then also with the uh, GE before the last, right? So I think people, I think we, I think the page uh, ended up providing something that uh, was sorely missing in Singapore, right? Um, and that's why it, it shot to prominence at that point, right? Um, because it's not, we weren't exactly a news site and we still aren't exactly a news site. We don't report anything like the Straits Times. We don't really report anything like um, the online citizen. But what we kind of do is to provide a perspective, memes, easy to share, talking points, you know, things that, that, uh, you know, if you post, right, it, 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 it's it's kind of like it allows you to say, here's my stance, here's my point of view, here's my hot take, right? And then that gets the discussion going. So um, I don't really know what we would call that, but that I think that little, that, that, that task that we do, um, I think was kind of missing in Singapore. And then we filled that and that's how we came to prominence. Um, the journey though has been quite interesting. I joined uh, during the, the, the GE before the last that would be about 2015 there. Um, and uh, yeah, so so somebody just said, hey, do you want to join the page? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not, right? So, I mean, what I, I'm already posting like stuff on Facebook to like my 500 friends. Like, why not just post it for Wake Up Singapore as well? Yeah. So that's kind of how I joined. And um, I think over time we became a little bit more critical and a little bit more self-reflexive over the things that we were posting, and so I think the direction shifted a little bit. In what sense? Um, the direction. So the direction I think initially was was um, we we hadn't really thought through exactly what we were doing. So we knew okay, memes, talking points, hot takes—that's what we were known for, right? Uh, but what exactly we were trying to achieve with that? Uh, that came, I think, a little bit later. That came after 2015, 2016. Um, and so I think the page has kind of shifted a little bit more now towards being a more social justice-oriented page, a little bit more re-educative. Um, we don't just post things anymore. I think we have pretty uh, robust discussions on a post before we post it. So everything kind of gets vetted. We kind of try and double-check, you know, like, 
are we sending the right message across? You know, is anything that we are saying tone deaf or racially insensitive? Um, so yeah, there's a little bit more of a critical element right now. And the focus, I think, is less on like just hitting talking points and putting them out into the social media sphere. I think the point now is a little bit more like let's try and get important ideas across, right? Yeah, so like systemic racism, um, sexism, blah, 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 right? So we're trying to get those things across. And that, yeah, so that's that's the page. Um, that's the evolution. I'm very ha- And I'm happy to see that the evolution has gone that way, right? Because, you know, we started by finding our niche and then now we found a way to tap into that niche in a way that's socially responsible and that's re-educative. And so I'm very proud of the page. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. And <laughs> a lot of the things that you said actually makes a lot of sense. Like when you were, you know, um, comparing yourself to news and media outlets and from what I've learned and my knowledge on journalism, the thing with that and like um, news media outlets, especially in the Singapore local scene, one is that censorship. You can't mm-hmm. say whatever. There's no free speech in Singapore. It's, it's a little bit complicated. So we know mm-hmm. that there's censorship in the media. That's one of the biggest things in Singapore, which is a good and a bad thing, I will say. Um, mm-hmm. But the other very important thing about journalism and news outlets, like when we compare to Straits Times and all now, whether they do this well, that's a whole other conversation. But what they do is mm-hmm. that they don't input opinions, technically. So mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's Straits Times, Mothership, Online Citizen, journalism in the sense it you can't have your opinion in there but what is interesting about your page is that you do and that's why i think that's what makes it different and what makes there have a conversation like you you are facilitating a conversation when you read the news you're reading facts you know maybe yeah now you can like like i mean now social media with social media but you know 10 years ago 2013 when you guys first started um, I mean, I mean, I think there was social media, but I don't think there was so much of a back and forth. I don't remember that mm-hmm. being yeah. maybe maybe it was starting, but at that point, I don't remember mm-hmm. there being such a back and forth with like comments in the comment section or Facebook. Like now, I feel like the media has gone there, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very. I mean, especially with the pandemic, also, oh, I yeah. think we've seen a lot more like <laughs> discussions going on on yes. our page, which is you know, yeah, yeah, good and bad. But yeah. So that's the thing. So I wanted to ask you, like. So you don't, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't consider yourself a news and media side because I thought you did initially. But okay, fine. So yeah. you, you're more of a commentary um, page, yes. right? So when you yeah. put out opinions, do y'all, are y'all aware that like, okay, so we are coming together because uh, you mentioned before the call that there are many people on this team of Wake Up Singapore. So do you guys mm-hmm. actively think, okay, we want this to be a non, not biased, but like, non-skewed opinion where we open the floor to discussion or do you guys want to say like okay wake up singapore has a stand with this issue and this is what we have to say what do you have to say which um direction do you guys normally go in so i think we are a we lean a lot further into us taking a stand having an opinion right uh we have a post as well on uh on our instagram right which is titled something along the lines of like why we are biased right because it's a spicy way of putting it um but i'll try and clarify right (laughs) um so so you pointed out something very interesting just now which is that you know when we read the news it comes to us without uh an opinion right it tries to state the facts objectively and i think there's a certain degree to which that's true so i think that the way that uh the 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 news media in singapore uh shows its bias is not true the things that it says. It never comes out and says, we hate we hate LGBT people. They, they, they say it by completely erasing or 
not, not discussing. Exactly. I was just going to say that they say it by not saying it. Yeah. So it's a negative kind of bias, right? It's um, it's by being insensitive in the way that they report on racial issues. It's by uh, defanging and depoliticizing certain issues, which are obvious, obviously uh, political, right? Um, so it's a very kind of negative bias there. And we're just going to... And, and so I don't see too much difference between if the if if state-run media is going to be biased through erasure, then we are going to be biased, but we are going to come out and own the bias. We are going to say, this is what we believe. This is our stance. We're not going to hide behind techniques of erasure and disrepresentation. We're going to come out and say what it is. And we're going to try and make sure as well that the bias that we have is well-researched and it's uh, backed up by academia, by papers, by lived experience, by speaking to actual people on the ground, um, through discussion, through engagement with civil society. Um, yeah, so so I think in, in that sense, yeah, that is that is our bias and that is, uh, that is what we carry um, with us. But we try and uh, I think we operate under the lens of, I think Singapore is a very ideologically charged country. Um, it has operated, I think, so long under this very conservative... I hate to use the term, but like neo-Confucian, neoliberal paradigm. Um, and I think, yeah, what we try to do is try to be the balance there. If you're going to charge this country up with ideology, then then let's let's show you the other side as well, right? Correct. Yeah. And um, we'll get into that, like how you, you know, um, fact check and stuff like that. I would love to ask you about your process about mm-hmm. that. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, yeah. the problem is, is that obviously like, a huge thing in Singapore is censorship and that the fact that we don't mm-hmm. have free speech. Like, you know, in the States, you can lit any news outlet, uh, all these mm-hmm. talk shows, James Corden, uh, all of these people, they literally can say anything that they want and they can get away with it. No one's going to sue them. Oh, yeah. Here in Singapore, yeah. you have a protest and you get arrested. <laughs> like three people, oh, three yeah. students, and you get arrested. Yeah. You can't say, you can't go out and say anything against the government because... Mm-hmm. The government is the one that's controlling the press. So that's how mm-hmm. state media works. Now, of course, you have those yes. like uh, non-governmental owned media sites. Like you've got Mothership. I think, yeah, Mothership is on its own. Online Citizen is on its own. But like your main media, um, what's it called? Your, your main media press holdings is yeah. SPH, which, you oh, know, yeah. has the, mm-hmm. the very, very credible um, media outlets. So with you guys, like, how did you basically go completely around the censorship realm? And how did you manage to defeat that in a sense? Mm. So I think censorship is a is a tricky issue in Singapore. And I think it's something that we are quite uh, keenly aware of, right? So there are, there are quite a few posts quite a few uh, hot takes where we have to kind of really speak to people who are involved in the law, people who are well-versed in this kind of um, uh, this kind of legal expertise. And we double-check with them. We said, okay, is this in, in any kind of violation? And I think um, if it is, then we, we try to just avoid posting it, right? Um, I wouldn't say that censorship is necessarily the biggest um, 
concern that we have right now, right? Uh, and the simple reason for that is just that, not that it's not a big issue in Singapore. It's it's just very simply just not in our... It, it doesn't directly affect us. It would affect somebody like the like TOC. It would affect New Narrative. These are organizations that have to face this because they are putting out that kind of content. They're publishing news that can be called fake, that can be called inaccurate, that can be slammed with a POFMA, that can be slammed with a defamation suit. We just repost. So of course, the the, the recent Leong Sihen case was a bit scary as well because he got he got screwed for a repost, um, not even for for saying anything on his own accord. Um, so that was a little bit scary for us. Uh, but as of right now, we don't directly deal with censorship, right? We don't directly deal with putting out news that gets uh, 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 um, you know pofmad or, or sued or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger issue, I think, is 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 more to do with at least in 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 Wake Up Singapore's uh, space. The main issue that we have to deal with, I think, is more of the public's perception, how receptive they are to new ideas. Um, I think the extent to which a lot of these ideologies have been baked in, you know, um, Singapore's strong military meritocracy. There's no such thing as Chinese privilege, there's right? No like these things that are very hard baked in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, I. Yeah, and they're very, very hardwired. I think into into a lot of the public psyche. So that's a bit more of my concern. Censorship, not so much. That's at, interesting. At this, I didn't. I didn't think of it that point. way. Yeah. Because what you said is mm-hmm. very true. Like, because I thought this whole time that you have kind of like went around it, but actually you didn't even have to in the first place because you did a smart mm. thing by you repost and that's a very very interesting site i didn't mm. i didn't think of it that way that's really cool so yeah. if but that's it mm. it is it is still very scary yeah right? i mean the threat of of yeah i say i say oh you know censorship is is not a big issue right but i mean that sort of relatively right i mean that there are so many big issues that like censorship is the, like the, the fear least. that we will get pofmat <laughs> is is still there but you know it's kind of like um a little a little less less um a little less pressing a little less jarring but i mean the fear that 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 i will get pofmat that i will get yeah um taken to task at some point that's a little bit worrying but yeah so when you guys like have you know so i, re- I remember seeing like one of your posts actually i'm thinking a few have like mm-hmm. violated community guidelines first would you consider yes. that censorship and second like how do you go about it because what you guys do actually is very smart you <laughs> repost the like notification you get and you'll be like why is this against community guidelines so do you want to talk a bit about that yeah um it's a phenomenon i think that's been affecting quite a few pages right now um so there are quite a few pages on what the left book right the leftist facebook on uh activist sites um and i think that's really uh, just a massive failure on the part of the algorithms on the social media algorithms that they're just not able to detect um, what is and isn't uh, problematic content, right? Um, does that count as censorship to a degree? Yes, it does, right? I think just the, f- the fact that um, social media companies and big tech has just not been incentivized to uh, take this issue seriously, right? Both on the front of prohibiting uh, hate speech and problematic discourse, uh, and also on the front of really recognizing that activists are going to repost these things. Activists are going to reference very touchy subjects, right? Uh, and that the algorithm should adapt to make sure that 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 um, 
online activists don't get unfairly punished for this stuff. Um, yes, it's a huge, it's a huge uh, mistake, and it's a huge, um, uh, it's a huge issue of negligence on the part of big tech and social media. Um, so yeah, we 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 tr- we just try and deal with that as as they come, right? If we if if there are certain things that that the that we're getting taken down for, then, you know, we try and remove them or we just try and move on, right? Because there's there's a hundred million issues that, that are coming up every week. And yeah, if 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 we get the message out there and it gets taken down, you know, there's 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 another issue to move on. There's another way to present it. So um definitely annoying, definitely frustrating, but you know, there's not that much that we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you mentioned that censorship because there are so many other fears and bigger issues that are on hand with Wake Up Singapore. Censorship's just, like, yeah. it's an issue, but, like, not as big. What are some of the fears that you were referencing to? Like, what are the big, like, doomsday things that you worry might happen to Wake Up Singapore? Or you worry that might put you in a very, very, like, difficult situation? Mm. So, I think uh, one of the big worries that I have right now is that they'll try and run some kind of nonsense investigation. They'll say that, um, you know, we've, we've, we've done something, we've published something that's inaccurate, we reposted something that's false, blah, blah, blah. We've sh- created mistrust or sown discord or some nonsense like that. Uh, and then they'll, they'll, they'll get me in, they'll get the team members in and, um, I think we're particularly vulnerable to this kind of harassment from the state because a lot of us are students, a lot of us are young adults, and that's the the kind of draw of Wake Up Singapore is that you know this is it's a youth initiative, right? Um, and we want like these these younger this this these newer perspectives. But the 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 vulnerability there is that if any kind of police investigation happens, it is particularly disruptive right if they take your laptop or your phone for investigation that's a whole chunk of schoolwork that's gone right um that's your project that's gone that's your 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 source of income right if you're a graphic designer um that's it that's it for you like how how you can't just spend another three thousand dollars two thousand dollars on a laptop and, and get back to it right um it's very destabilizing and also at a point where you know you're still reliant on a lot of family friends support networks you're still beginning in your career just having yourself outed like that uh is particularly uh troubling so those are some of the concerns i i do worry you know like how is it going to be like for myself getting a job what is it going to be like um uh, if the state comes down on me, how is it going to affect my family, my friends, right? Um, those, I think, are some of the concerns that we, that I and the team grapple with on a fairly regular basis, yeah. Have you ever gotten close to something like that happening before? Or has that actually happened before, like behind closed doors? Behind closed doors, it's happened to me, but not for Wake Up Singapore okay. work. It was for a protest that I did. And that was uh, that was rough. So, I mean, I'm already kind of scarred in that... If that happens again for Wake Up Singapore, it's like, oh, fuck me. I don't want to go through that again. Dude, that's so scary. I mean, dealing with the law and legal stuff, it's it's a whole other ballgame that like, you know, people can be like, say like, oh, it was fine. Like, I'll deal with whatever comes. But when it actually happens, like, I don't even want to know what goes into it. And like you said, like your future is on the line. Like, you know, for you at least, Mm. you know, you are putting your face on Wake Up Singapore why if you're yeah. you know if if there are things that you're you know that might 
not work out for you in the future now let's say touch wood they come down on you whatever and you're mm-hmm. the one that's front facing this why would you choose yeah. to do that knowing that all of this can happen i'm just curious okay yeah. so i think no no so so i think that um uh one of the reasons why why um you know i i decided to sort of come out as front facing was that it just made uh, a lot of things easier it made i think the page a bit more accessible so uh, I think people know, okay, if we want to speak to somebody from Wake Up Singapore, if we want to understand something, if we want some kind of clarification, you know who the point of contact is, right? Um, I think it also lends a certain amount of credibility that, okay, we sort of know this person, we know their credentials, we know their work, we know their stance. Um, it's not a bunch of like anonymous trolls behind the page or something. There's actually a face. There's somebody who's taking responsibility for it. And uh, I think I'm sort of in the unique position where um, I'm a little bit freer, a little bit less tied down. So it's a it's something that I could take up, so that the rest of the team can remain uh, anonymous. So in that sense, it, it does make sense, and I think that is a, a a sort of a risk that I'm willing to take there, right? Um, because I think it's a little bit rare, right, to be in the situation that I am, where I'm, um you know, quite relatively not bound to anything, not exactly in the, you know, corporate nine to five BTO life. And so because of that, I'm a little bit more slippery and um, don't exactly have to care too much about ramifications in the way that some of the rest of the team are. So, you know, it's it's a very calculated thing. Um, it was a very difficult decision as well, but you know, here I am right now, so I'm just making the best of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, it's it's a very very big decision to make, and I mean, I admire mm-hmm. you for that because it's no joke to put your face in front of something like for me with my podcast. It's not that I like talk about you know things that the government's gonna come after me kind of thing maybe sometime i don't mm-hmm. think so so like i'm cool like whatever my, my face is on it like whatever but already you have that pressure like your face is your brand you know like this is your brand yeah for, like you yeah. have that pressure and then you have the pressure that everything can be taken away from you which how do you <laughs> how do you survive <laughs> like that with that kind of stress every day um yeah, so I, I mean, that I think there is a dimension of it that is that is kind of stressful, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get like hate mail, I get like uh, funny messages. Can on, we talk about that? Uh, like, what are some of DMs. the hate mail that you receive or like, yeah, these kind of like threats like that people think don't actually happen, but actually do happen? Hmm. So I think for the most part, I'm quite glad that a lot of people who message me um, are not exactly trolls i would say not exactly trolls they 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 have sort of this idea that they come in and then they say hey you know is this the wake up singapore guy and i'm like yeah you got you got him um and then they they kind of be they'll, they'll, they'll kind of say like oh uh, what are some question uh can i ask you some questions right and i'll be like yeah shoot you know and i try and respond to every one of these and you can sort of see that okay their agenda there i think is to try kind of change your mind um i'm not sure why they're so hopeful that that's going to happen uh, <laughs> um, but they, but you know, we engage in a discussion, and you can kind of see they they get a little bit aggressive. They're like, oh, you know, how could you not believe that the state has everybody's best interests in mind, kind of thing. Like, um, and then they'll point out examples. So usually, that's the typical kind of weird message I get, um, where it's it's very much like, oh, I'm going to change your mind, I'm going to educate you, kind of thing. Um, 
the other kind, which is a little bit rarer, is just people saying like, you know, you're dumb, you're an idiot, you know, blah, blah, whatever. They'll tag me in a post to other pages, which are, um, I think, less sympathetic to Wake Up Singapore. Um, somebody just did that, actually, a few few days, a few no weeks way. ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, just tagged me in a... Just tagged me in some post that was saying like, oh, you know, Wake Up Singapore just randomly deletes comments. Um, uh, they just de- just delete whoever they disagree with. Yeah, I uh, got, kind of I thing. got some I questions like, like that also for when I, you know, posted mm, that, yeah. Yeah. So I do get a lot of weird messages, but I think on the positive uh, side of, of, of how, I, how to deal with that, I think it is quite... Um, I think it is quite a fulfilling position to be in, right? Um in the sense that uh, I think that there are a lot of ideas that I want people to know about, right? Um, uh, a lot of theory, a lot of radical ideas, you know, from the academy that I want to present as well. And so I'm able to do that because I have the platform now, right? Um, and I think it's fulfilling as well, sort of knowing that, you know, I contributed to, 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 to helping uh, Wake Up Singapore kind of develop and 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 helping to allow people to have some kind of the rest of the team to have a bit of like a peace of mind right you know not not having to worry too much about um anybody knowing about the work that they did people doxing them because i dox myself so don't dox the rest of the team that's the you know um i think it is quite it is quite fulfilling it's stressful and it's fulfilling as 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 all good work is right so i i i think they're good they're they're good and bad points uh but ultimately you know it it I, I always come back to the point like this had to be done um, and it's working out well for us. So, you know, you take the if you know that it's what you had to do, then then you take the you just take the bad points in stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that like with some people who are a little bit nicer and, um, you know, with like pure intentions who ask you questions and stuff. Uh, when they try mm-hmm. to educate you and also show you like, hey, you know, maybe you might want to look at this and stuff like that. Have you ever been pressured mm-hmm. to give up your stance or your what you guys believe in on social media? Um, so are you talking about me personally or like when Wake people up Singapore as a whole. DM the page? That the team as a whole. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, they're quite frequently. Yeah, I would say quite frequently. Like people don't know this. Um, uh, I think people have this impression that like if you message Wake Up Singapore, we are not going to reply, and we we spend a lot of time replying to messages, and we actually take a lot of feedback into consideration. So, a lot of times people will tell us that um maybe some of the uh, maybe the way that we are putting it across is not ideal. Maybe the way that we're putting it across is not the most sensitive. And we do take those things into account. We do take take those things into consideration. People send us uh, news reports. People tell us that there are certain points that we should actually highlight uh, in, in the captions of the post. And then we take those into consideration. So those, yes, those, I mean, I wouldn't say we are pressured. That's a more like a collaborative thing. Uh, we take the feedback in. Um but yeah, I think when it comes down to like ideological stance and and people sort of arguing with us on that point, um, I think we're quite firm in 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 what we believe, right? Um, and it's backed up. I think we have a wonderful team. We have um, uh, expertise in very diverse areas. So um, you know, I'm the theory guy. So so that's where I'm coming. That's where I come uh, into my work with, um, and. Uh, yeah, we, we I think we know what we're talking about. Uh, we are quite able to defend it. We're quite able to put
push our ideas across in a strongly uh, uh, strongly argued uh, and and factual manner. So so in that sense, no, I don't think we've ever been been pressured to 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 drop our stance. Um, but we are very very uh, amenable to uh, feedback to criticism, especially if it's coming from um, people who you know, really have, have good intentions who know what they're talking about, especially, pe- you know, like, uh, especially people from like the affected groups of the post that we're talking about. And they're saying like, oh, you know, uh, here's something that you missed out. And we, and we wouldn't know, right? Because we're not part of that affected group. And we're like, oh, you know, this is this is the kind of underground thing that we're missing out here, right? Um, and then we, and, and we assimilate that into our post. So, yeah. But I mean, even with good intentions, isn't it a lot of... Um, like you can't please everyone at the end of the day, right? So isn't it still a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to have so many different opinions? Like I feel like it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, you know, to mm-hmm. have so many different people telling you, hey, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that, like maybe you should add on this, like maybe you should remove that. And like, how, where, yeah. did, where does it get to a point where like, okay, we cannot be pleasing all of you. Like we appreciate it, but there has to be like some mm-hmm. sort of boundary for your own like health and <laughs> sanity for the whole team. So how do you all draw that line? Yeah. Or if, if you even do in the first place? Hmm. So, um, I think there are two, there are sort of two sides to this, right? There's one level in which, um, the issues I think that we deal with on a fairly regular basis are just so basic and rudimentary that there aren't a whole, there isn't a whole ton of nuance that comes with it, right? The simple fact that that Chinese privilege exists. Is, is this is not like you know it shouldn't be a contentious issue it somehow is in Singapore um, but just these issues right they're so absolutely basic that it's very easy to stick to your st- stick to your guns on because it's 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 so obvious right um, on that front yes um, I think where the nuance comes in where the uh, idea of should we post this? How do we post this? Um, the back and forth discussions, um, where that comes in, uh, it comes in on on certain trickier posts, right? Um, and I think on those fronts, typically we've we've got a pretty nice uh, working arrangement or working understanding in the team, which is that we'll either defer to the person who has the most expertise in the area, or we defer to the member of the affected group who's messaging us because they know better. So the idea is really just, we have a team, we have diverse opinions. Um, Seek out the expert's opinion here. If the issue is about a minority woman and we don't have a minority woman, then we're just going to listen to the minority woman who's telling us how to speak, how to say something, right? Because ultimately, Wake Up Singapore is a bit of a loud hailer, right? Um, We just just retweet, we just reshare, we just amplify voices, right? so there's no point, right? If somebody's voice is coming in, we're not amplifying it. So so that's how we deal with it. I think in that sense, it's also a little bit straightforward. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, you know, with such a large following and with people with good intentions, there are also people with bad intentions or even not even those mm-hmm. handful like, okay, yes, you know, they are just mean people, but there are also people who firmly believe in what they're saying. Like, let's just say like small thing, okay, not small thing, like it's a big thing, but like Chinese privilege, like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Some people really strongly believe that it doesn't exist. And I'm not saying that they're right, but Mm -hmm. they have a very, I mean, I'm a a minority. There's no way I'm going to say that they're right. (laughs) But (laughs) that being said, like they have their own belief. So how do you deal with Mm -hmm. that? Like when you have people being like, it's not that you're wrong, but like 
you are like you have to be able not you have to like they are making basically saying like but you should be listening to us too like we have a point too like we are the opposing side and we have a point too and yeah. we strongly believe that this is what's right even though all of us on the other side are like no it's not right but if you that's very mm. tricky when you're doing the media and even though you don't call yourself a news and media out, outlet in the end of the day you're still a platform and a platform that has yeah. a stand right so mm-hmm. when you have your own stand how do you deal with people being like but i fully believe there is no chinese privilege in singapore like do you mm-hmm. engage with them do you just like let them be or delete the comments or like how, what do you do when things get really mm-hmm. like out of hand yeah i think for the most part um the way we deal with it is to just you know if we can engage with them if we can i think uh educate them then Sure, we'll take that. If we have the emotional space, right? Uh, if we have the bandwidth to deal with it, then sure, we would, you know? And of course, some people, through their tone, uh, through the way that they are presenting their point of view, you can see which people are a bit more sincere than others. So on that front, it's fine. The main way that I would respond to these things is to wonder what is the thought process or to really reflect on what is the thought process that goes into this person's psyche that causes them to develop this thing and then how we should then switch our messaging to target certain points. Um, I think one thing that I've learned is that people don't hold, uh, I, I think people don't hold the belief of Chinese privilege out of malice. They don't hold it out of um, some kind of uh, idea that, you know, they're, they're, they are, um, uh, you know, that Chinese race is superior or whatever. I think people hold it because they, they, they just don't see the bigger picture. They understand that their lives are very difficult. They understand or they feel very much disenfranchised, right? And they just kind of see, oh, you know, it's the SJW crowd that's coming in and, and denying my, it's denying my struggles when your struggles are because of late capitalism and the fucking state. That's, you know, it's not, it's not minority. It's not SJWs. Like, Look at the reasons that your life is rough, right? Look at the the structural and systemic and cultural paradigms that are holding you back. Yes, Chinese people have problems as well, but come on, there's a privilege to being that, right? And we've and we've shown it, right? And we are not denying um, uh, the the difficulties that you face. So the the whole point of this is really like to locate where exactly this this thing comes from. So even though they might be coming out and lashing out and uh, having this very differing opinion. There's always something for me to gain from it, right? I think it helps me to understand um, how these people operate. Um, on the point of deleting comments, we really, really try and avoid it. I know that there are some pages out there that think that we just love deleting comments, and you need to understand that that takes work. Um, uh, yeah, you guys get and, a lot and, of and, comments. And we... Like, it's a lot of discussion on there, and like, it's only a, yeah. a bunch of you. Like, it's not easy to go through everyone of them and like analyze each one like okay which one should we do like even if realistically speaking yeah, I mean, say, even if you want to do that it's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a lot of time and i'm sure yeah, you have like also, other things I'm, to do yeah so we have lives first of all like we're not gonna <laughs> go and delete your comments because you disagree with us also you disagreeing with us is good right to a certain extent if you're posting like some weird uh, a contentious especially this I love this new like JCGP thing oh we need to see both sides we need to take a middle ground position especially you're posting something like that right it's good for us because you're driving engagement up on our page so why would we ever delete your comments right yeah. the only time we come in to delete comments is when you say really really Nazi level stuff yeah. right when you say really really like 
you know, Palestinians, da 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 da, right? That I don't even want to repeat. Mm. Uh, then okay, we got no choice. We have to. And we actually have to step in. Yeah, fair and, enough. And stop because you cross the line. Yeah. So so I don't really know where we kind of got this, where some people get this idea that we're interested in deleting comments. No, yeah. we love we love the hot takes. We love the 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 discussion and the fighting yeah. and the the robust engagement. You know, we, we love that. It's good for us. It's good for engagement. It's good for um, getting our posts higher up in the algorithm. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're not interested in deleting anybody's posts. Exactly. It's a win-win situation like with the engagement, whether it's something that is against you, okay, not actually you, it's against you, what you guys believe in or for what you guys mm-hmm. believe in. Engagement on your side goes up. And on the other hand, Singaporeans have now found a platform to share their voice. And I think before yeah. this, there really just wasn't any, not, not before your account, like before accounts like yours popped up, like not just in Singapore globally, like you see things like this happening. And I mean... Mm-hmm. To bring it to a very like small, small, small scale, like to bring it more to like easy things to understand, you know, like for example, like drama channels pop, like in pop culture, mm-hmm. suddenly we have a yeah. say in like celebrities' lives, you know, like I mean, it's always like you read the mm-hmm. magazines and like okay, like oh, this like Brad and Jennifer and whatever, like this is what you see, but now like there are yeah. drama channels and you like can literally engage in their lives and it's crazy and this is exactly I mean not exactly but you know what I mean like bringing it back to like what we're discussing mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. very similar to what yeah. is happening now which is why it's so interesting and such an interesting time yeah. for journalism and the media and you know like to see it rapidly I mean, it, changing it's, like it's, this on that point or so I think that's a very very important point that's been on my mind recently which is that um, there's such a huge impact I think that social media has now on the activist scene which is it really gives people a voice so I'm. I think of like uh, in in the states, right? Um, George Floyd, right? Yes, I was a just. Big I was just going to say about that. Why? Yeah. yeah, a big reason why that managed to get the uh, the justice that it got was was because of social media. Was because um, people were talking about it and amplifying it, and the video as yeah. well, right? In Singapore, look at the Jade Rasif case. Um, Insane. We've managed to get. I love yeah. that woman so much, and when I saw that she posted <laughs> you guys, I was like. Mm-hmm. You guys have made it. Jade Rasif posted you. What do you want more? Do you want in life? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yes. we did it. Look, ma, we did it, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so so it's really like like we we the social media age, I think, has brought with it certain powers uh, to allow the common person to speak to really have an impact in areas where they wouldn't necessarily have had an impact, especially in Singapore, which is very top down, right? I'm the big military general yeah. MP, and you listen to me, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, there is there is an extra, there is a very very real sense of 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 um, strength and community and 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 um, democratic power. I think that comes with this, uh, and that's what we're trying to to boost. That's what we're trying to promote here as well, right? Right, and I mean mm. on that note also, like I really want to talk about the what we were talking about earlier which was fake news and accuracy. One thing that mm. everyone always used to tell us in school was like, okay, like uh, the reason how media outlets get in trouble is when they tweet something too fast because they see another media outlet tweet it and then in the end, it's not even real. And so mm-hmm. that is the thing with accuracy. And I mean, in this day and age, like because everything is just so fast, like you were talking about social media, like it's amazing. But at the yeah. same time, everything is just so fast paced, which leads you know news outlets to like just hop on the train hop on the train without having the time to fact check and one thing i realized Mm -hmm. with you guys which is really good is that you're constantly posting like there is just not a day where i don't see wake up singapore posting which is amazing 
but like how do you do that like i'm so confused on how do you fact check because you mentioned earlier also like you kind of answered my question earlier when you were like oh yeah we fact check we we look through papers we look through resources we ask different people but how do you do that all in like such a short span of time and still post mm-hmm. about like 10 issues in a day all right so here's the here here's the 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 sort of magic trick behind it right um we have no incentive to be faster than any organization so we can take our own sweet time to fact check something uh when there are particularly dicey issues especially the recent one that uh TOC was sort of caught up in um about the elderly woman um yeah we have we 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 were not incentivized in any way to rush that out so we can take our own sweet time slowly do our fact checking think about our position Right, because there are hundred things that are coming out every day that are just a lot more, um, that are just very clear cut, right? So right now, one of the stories that's breaking is how um, this woman's wedding photo got used in some bizarre uh, charade by the PA. As how did how is that done, right? Like, um, but you know, that's a clear cut issue, right? That is just. The facts of the case are there. We spoke to uh, the woman involved. You know, it's that's a very clear cut. Yeah, I mean, she. Uh, so she reached out to us, and we 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 talked to her. And so that one is very clear cut, right? These kinds of issues are very clear cut. Um, when the Umbridge case broke, very clear cut, right? So these cases, you know, just just get pushed through very quickly, and then we can bide our time on the more difficult, trickier cases. That's the magic trick, really. We just have no incentive to rush anything. We take our own time only when we are very satisfied with our position, with our product. Then we put it out. Does yeah. it ever worry you that something might be inaccurate? Yeah, no, because I think if there's the chance of something being inaccurate, um, then we our, our our typical response is just to bide our time on it, is just to take our time on it. Because, like I was saying, there are hundred other issues which are really straightforward and that can be talked about right now, right? Uh, every other week, some MP is saying some weird shit, and every other day, some some Kelvin Cheng fella or some like critical spectator person is doing some nonsense, and it just has to be responded to. Um, so those things, you know, take up the bulk of the programming. Uh, like I said, right, Singapore is really, you know, in a way, dealing with a very, uh, dealing with very in a way, fundamental issues here, right? The issues that we're, we're, you know, we're not contemplating like the revolution or something like that, right? We are not discussing like the nuances between this kind of political arrangement and this political arrangement. We're not there. We're just like, does sexism exist? Some people don't think it does. Does Chinese privilege exist? Some people don't think we're there, you know? So why do we post so much? Yeah, really, because they're just basic issues which we just need to talk about, to put out there. And it's, you know, we we just have to keep drilling it. Different angles, different points of view, different arguments. Right? Nobody's going to drop their 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 disbelief in Chinese privilege overnight. I think they have to hear like a hundred different arguments over the span of many days. So that those things take up our programming. And while we're doing well, while while we're pushing those posts out at the back, we're also thinking about the 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 trickier co- uh, the trickier posts, right? With fact checking certain things. Yeah. So that's how it works. We're in a very nice position there. Oh, that mm-hmm. I mean, that's good. Yeah. And random question: Like, has any of the, I know it's a little bit of a digression, but have any of the media mm. outlets, like the really like Straits Times or like Today, have they like, do they know you exist? And do, I'm I'm sure they do, but like, have they ever reached out or be like, I don't know, like has someone from their team been like, hey, <laughs> we see you kind of thing? Has has that ever happened? 
So personally, right now, that's not ever happened. I've been reached out to before vis-a-vis -vis the protest that I did, the MRT protest that I did, uh, but not for anything uh, regarding the page, which I'm quite glad for. I, I'd like, I'd like <laughs> to not be, you know, I don't see what I would get out of, uh, what, what the page would, would get out of that. Um, so no, no, they have not, yeah. <laughs> Do I think that they that that they will? Yeah, I mean, right now I see no reason uh, for them to do that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, Wake Up Singapore never gets to the point where it's the center of of some kind of a drama. Our point is to, in a way, our our job is a loud hailer. So we're trying to say there are these issues, there are these posts, there are these ideas, which are great. We want to give them the reach. We want to loud hail them. We want to throw in a position, right? So the idea is we 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 don't really want to be involved in anything, so so to speak, right? We really just want to get these ideas out there. We want to highlight, we want to showcase, we want to be a loud hailer for voices um, that are powerful but are not getting out there. So another thing that was really interesting that you mentioned earlier, which um I thought we could come to now is when you mentioned social justice mm -hmm. warrior. And it's exactly, yeah. you know. I mean, essentially, what you guys are doing are for the greater good and for social justice and, you know, the people that are commenting and engaging and reposting, everyone is doing it for the greater good. Now, the problem is, is that this term, SJW, social justice warrior, has such a negative connotation to it, which I don't know why, but it just does, along with Gen Z. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, just the young people, oh, like, oh, the young people. The woke crowd, uh, right? So, you, you know, know yeah, yeah, like, oh, they just keep, like, it, everything has to be politically correct. But I don't know, like, did you, were you worried that when you started this page or when this page started to grow, did, were you worried that a group of people that you could potentially reach would view you as nothing but just a social just, justice warrior page? Hmm. I think that was kind of a, I think that sort of has been a, a consideration, but a very small one, I think. Um, in the sense that, um, I think there are certain people who just automatically shut off when you use any kind of um, social justice language, when you use any kind of racially sensitive language, right? When you talk about pronouns and things like that, there's just some people that automatically shut off. Um, and I think that that the response to, you know, we it, it's not something that we, we, we worry about too much, right? Because these people were, were never going to really engage with um, the posts, right? Um, in any substantial way to begin with, right? Um, but I think also Wake Up Singapore is in a sort of unique position as well, right? Where we don't, I think we ha we we have this 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 ability to kind of like meme and to throw out hot takes, and I think to come up with with things that are, are decently entertaining, right? And so I think for that in in that way, we we try and get people in or to see our ideas, um, maybe not through through just laying them out there, right? Um, I think we try and get them to see it, uh, maybe with a bit of humor, with a bit of wit, right? Uh, by making things a little bit more lighthearted, and I think that that appeal that's a little bit more palatable to the middle ground, right? Because they they might say, hey, you know, I'm a little bit, I don't really vibe with the the woke culture or whatnot, but you know, there are points of agreement, and I think that's the beginning of 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 um, trying to find some kind of common ground there. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's sort of the unique position that we're in. We're able to do that, and then I'm very proud of that work. Yeah, I'm glad, and 
I mean, like you said, it's always about finding the middle ground. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you guys have. Like, obviously, that's my opinion. And I'm fine and happy to say that. Like, Jen, that's why I wanted to have you guys on. Because I, I really do love your page and support your page. And um, it's interesting to see many different... I didn't realize that there are so many people's opinions about Wake Up Singapore. I thought everyone just follows it and, like, laughs. And also, like, you know, um, gets aware of all mm-hmm. these issues. But... You know, that's where the segment comes in, where we finally answer the people's questions. So I sent you guys a few, but there yeah. were more that came in. So All right. can, a few more. Yeah, so we can go through them. Um, mm-hmm. Let me just pull them up. What is their editorial style? Seems a little bit all over. Is it because they're different contributors? Oh, yes, that's uh, that's absolutely true. Um we tried to have a house style a long time ago, a very long time ago. Um, yes, it is a little bit all over the place. Um, and that is because there are certain contributors, right? So, um, so I, you know, like for me, you know, I, the things that I post are going to come out in one style. The things that my that the rest of the team posts are going to come out in another style. Um, we did briefly talk about this, and I think that, that to a certain extent, this was a good thing, right? Um, uh, I think that there are different... Uh, okay, so so th- th- I don't know if this is going to make too much sense, right? But um, it if you hear a point coming from multiple perspectives, the theory perspective, the opposition politics perspective, the historical perspective, right? Whatever perspective. And in a different voice, I, I sort of feel like it, it hits different. I sort of feel like it it, it shows you that there, there are many ways of coming to the same idea. Right? And there are many ways of thinking about an issue. So I think the diversity is something that I personally am quite all right with. And in fact, I've come to like a little bit as well, that the page is a little bit all over the place. I've I've sort of come to I've sort of come to enjoy that, right? I think maybe it keeps the page a little bit fresh. Um uh, maybe it keeps it a little bit more fun. And you get to see many different thought processes as well, right? And 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 do we really need something super polished, um, super, you know, well edited? I don't think so. I, I think I'm more interested in presenting interesting ideas, different kinds of humor, different kinds of thought processes. Um, so, yeah, I think I've come to enjoy it. It is a bit all over the place. And I think that's something that we we kind of like to keep there. Yeah. I think all of our members are extremely capable, extremely interesting and wonderful people. And I'd like to keep their voice. I think their voice comes comes across in the post. Uh, but yeah, very astute observation there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The next question is, are they advocating for minorities' equality or special treatment? Oh, okay. This is, this is, a po- this is, some, this is an idea that we get quite a bit, right? That, oh, we are looking for... Uh, special treatment of minorities and I think historically speaking whenever minorities push for their rights um, it's not it, you know some people are always going to say that oh they're looking for uh, special treatment I don't see any way in which um, we we are even at the point of having that discussion there is some merit to the question maybe in places like America where affirmative action is a thing possibly um, but no, in Singapore, literally, we are not even at that stage yet, right? And thankfully, we know, um, you, you, yeah, we're not even at that stage yet. So we're really just, um, 
I, I don't even think that the minorities in Singapore are making particularly bold claims. They're just saying, can you acknowledge that this is our lived experience? Can you acknowledge that we're saying these things? You know, can you represent us fairly? Can you not do black? You know, like, it's so basic. Like, just don't do black. You know, I, we're not even at the level where we are thinking about special treatment yet, you know? You said it so well yeah. in the sense we're not even... I wish we could ask for special treatment. Like, we're not <laughs> even there. And it's funny because this yeah. person also asked another question, which I thought I could shed some light mm-hmm. on. And the person who's asked also asked this question, I guess I don't think there's any ill intention behind it. I think genuinely, like what you said, people also like just are curious and like they want to be educated. So anyway, this person said, mm-hmm. how are the minorities not treated fairly in Singapore? So... Mm-hmm. Again, I guess it's just exactly what we were talking about this whole episode. It's just that people don't realize whether, you know, sometimes it's also, again, with no ill intentions, like oh, we just don't want to believe that the superior race is causing so much mm-hmm. problem unintentionally, intentionally, mm-hmm. whatever. We just want to like, oh, like believe that it's okay. Like we're, we're good people. I'm sure majority of them yeah. are, but there are the racist people out there and minorities face a lot, a lot of racism in Singapore. I think a lot of the racism... Uh, in Singapore, uh, I think one point that I I I've, I really want people to know that I think is particularly important is that you don't have to be a racist to do racist things. A hundred percent. You yeah. could be a wonderful, wonderful human being and still do racist things. And that's really just because racism is a structural thing. You may not hate women. You may not hate minorities. You may not hate somebody of a different race. But racism gets baked into the way that you see the world, right? Um, the fact, I think, that you know some people become kind of disincentivized to hire minorities. The way that people see minorities and speak to minorities, right? You know, sometimes like you know people jokingly among friends, even right. And in my group of friends, sometimes this happens, right? They'll say, "Oh, you know." Uh, oh, the Malay guy, of course, he's going to, to be down to hang out or lay out. You know? Yeah, or be and it's a very small thing. Like it's, it is subtle racism. Late, yeah. It is, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, these are good people. You can be a good person and be racist. And the point of it is not to say, you're a bad person, you're a racist, but for us to say, um, here are the things that we're doing that are not so good, right? And we are all racist. I'm racist in my own way as well, right? And every day is just a, it's just a, it's just a task of trying to figure out what are the things that I'm doing that are not so good and correct them, right? And it's a positive task. You don't have to see it as an as an attack on your character, right? Nobody's gonna cancel you. Yes, and yeah, no, no one's trying to cancel you. No, one no one's just, gonna go after you. Yeah. yeah, if anything, people go after us. <laughs> like no one's gonna go after you. Yeah. But there was one thing. I, it just came to my mind that I think would answer mm. this question really well. How are minorities mm-hmm. not treated fairly in Singapore? I saw this tweet the other day. Now, we all know of the um, famous lady who didn't wear her mask and asked, where's your badge? Yes. Um, yeah. And she did this thing where... Now, even I, I am a minority, and I saw this that the video that went viral where she like removes her mask, smiles and waves, and like, oh, like and everyone, including myself, like, oh, what an icon, like what a resistance icon, like quote-unquote. And literally, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a minority fully, like, I, I saw this and I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> what a funny thing, to, like, what is she doing, you know, like, to me, I didn't think too mm-hmm. much of it. And then I saw this tweet, literally less than a month ago, an Indian woman was attacked for rightfully not wearing her mask because she was exercising. And then mm-hmm. now we're praising this non-minority woman who is smiling mm-hmm. and waving to the camera, refusing to wear a mask when she should be. And I feel like if that doesn't put things in perspective, I don't know what will. 
you know, I saw that and I was yeah. like, holy, even I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm a minority. I didn't even realize like, holy shit, like what is wrong with our country? Like, honestly. But yeah, that's just things that happen every yeah. day. And I read that one really got me thinking. I was like, yeah. But I mean, also, if it's if it's difficult to see, right, responding to that question, right, if there are things that are difficult to see uh, regarding the racism that minorities face, ask a friend, right? We're, we're here. We're going to tell you about our personal experience. And, I t- and if you ask, I think, enough friends, you'll realize, oh, my God, it's the same issues. They keep coming up. They really have profound effects psychologically, economically, career-wise, right? And then that's how you do it, right? That That's literally it. We're happy to talk. We're here. We're your friends, right? We're not going to fault you. We're not going to blame you because these are not... You, you didn't create structural racism. You didn't create Chinese privilege, right? But it would really help us if you knew about it. That would be great. Yeah. So just talk to us, yeah. No one's trying to cancel you. <laughs> just keep that. I love yeah, Calm that down. <laughs> calm down, folks. Calm Nobody's down. out to get you. Yeah. Okay. So this is now a next person who asked mm-hmm. three questions. Okay. Ooh, all right. <clears throat> let me, maybe let's, let me say all the three things and then you can kind of like take your time to go through it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You actually think highly of him. He's a radical leftist who thinks he's woke. That's the first one. Second one. Ask why he deleted the post about the tattoo artist without clarifying to his followers. Third one. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you realize he is so one-sided, I think he's the one that needs to wake up. Okay, but you know, this is a fair fair mm-hmm. point that this person is bringing yes. up. So what would you have to say with that? One first thing again is that uh, this person is calling Wake Up Singapore a radical leftist. And ask mm-hmm. why you guys deleted the post about the tattoo artist without clarifying to your followers, which I didn't see. So maybe you can talk about that a bit. And mm-hmm. being one-sided slash biased, which I think we kind of already did talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So when it, so I think about us being one-sided, right? Um, you know, there, there, there's like a hundred ways um, to, re- to respond to that, right? I mean, that we are a uh, radical leftist. Um, yeah, I mean, that term gets thrown around a lot. <laughs> um, and I don't think it means uh, as much as you think it, it means, right? Um, that we're one-sided, yeah, we're, we're openly biased. So like I explained, the ideology in Singapore, the state media in Singapore is extremely biased and one-sided as well. We're trying to give another perspective, right? Um, I think our, our perspective is a little bit more interesting in that we have we speak to people on the ground. We get our stuff from books. We've done the research, empirical, theoretical, qualitative, right? Um, we know what we're talking about, right? So yes, we are biased, but there are good biases and there are bad biases. And I like to think that the biases that we have are a bit more well-researched, right? We don't accept things the way they are. We try and dig deeper. We try and question. We try and critique. We ask people who are smarter than ourselves, right? Um, and we try and figure that out. So, so yeah, we, we, we are biased, but I'd like, uh, you know, I'd like this, this viewer to say, to see that there are good and bad biases. I think there are well-researched biases and there are poorly researched biases, right? Um, uh, as to the second point about the tattoo artist, that was a very, very, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a very, very tricky issue. So, the problem here was that the tattoo... So so there was a tattoo artist who made a post saying uh, that they don't do 
they don't do tattoos for people who are dark skin and then posted a dark skin person emoji with an X on it. Uh, again, so dark skin person emoji and then X, like no no brown or black people kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, and then quite a few other references to like no dark skin. Oh my God, I can't do dark skin. So the thing is what we did first is we said, this is very problematic. We called it out, okay? And then we posted a bunch of uh, articles uh, talking about it, right? So there were many tattoo artists, many tattoo associations that were saying, this is just a racist myth, right? Um, this doesn't make any sense. So so, it, so we found out actually that it had been kind of um, a, a, it had been an issue, not just in Singapore, but in other countries as well. And it was a big thing in the tattoo community, right? Um, we then had a very odd we were then placed in a very odd situation, right? On the one hand, the individual did not really seem remorseful, did not seem to want to um, acknowledge the actions that they had taken, um, and really just did not want to engage, right? But at the same time, we also had to contend with the idea that, especially during the pandemic, this would have a negative effect on a small business, right? So it became a very dicey, a very tricky situation here. Ultimately, we thought, all right, there are two options that we can have. We can throw out a bunch of posts explaining why we're taking it down, or we can continue, uh, or we could just take it down. I think eventually we decided to not put a bunch of posts uh, clarifying it or to keep it up because we, we really just thought, okay, the main point here is to not, attack small businesses ultimately right there is no i think racial justice without as well um economic justice right without justice for the small business for the uh for the economic underdog right so we thought all right you know what let's not let's not continue harping on this let's not make the issue bigger so we just deleted it even though we were very um disheartened and very disappointed that the individual in question um, had not taken any responsibility for their actions. Even though there was a lot more that we wanted to say on the issue, we just thought, okay, you know what? Um, it's a small business issue um, and, and we just have to, to, to drop it, right? And, and yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the reason there. Yeah. Can I ask if the small mm -hmm. business itself, the person behind it obviously didn't have any remorse or whatever, but did they ask you like, you know, it's really affecting our business. Did, did they are they the ones that reached out to you, or how did you find out that like okay, this is actually a small business and like something is like, it's really affecting them negatively. Mm. So they came to us and then they 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 messaged a bunch of like oh you don't know what you're doing you're blah 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 whatever so very angry, um kind of post and I think it took a lot of a, a lot from us to try and just disengage from that like, you know what this person is just not going to to get it and that's all right. Um, because we're not here to to pick a fight with anybody. Like I said, structural racism, these issues are bigger than any one person. And if we're going to uh, make a fuss out of this one person, they're not res they're not responding, they're not acknowledging the hurt that they've caused, then forget it, right? We're going to move on and the work has to keep going on. We can't just keep harping on this issue. Um, so yeah, that... that, that like, for yeah, your I mean, sake, I mean, that, you really don't know. Well. It's, yeah. it's a scary place out there. Like, yes, yeah, Singapore's a safe place, mm -hmm. but like... Like you said, you guys are putting um, yourself in the forefront of everything. Like, it is a scary situation to be with so many angry people are coming at you and you just don't know what's, mm -hmm. what can happen after that. I mean, 
it, I cannot imagine the situation that was like like how difficult because I'm just thinking about it now like I don't know what I would have done I would have been shit scared mm-hmm. but I would have also been angry <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I would have done so I mean yeah it's situations like this that comes I guess with having such a big platform especially yeah. when so I mean that that was a particularly tricky issue to deal with right um, but you know at the end of the day I think it what what was good out of what what was good that we got out of it was that we we now know how to deal i think with those issues a little bit better right that there are really just going to be people who who don't care who are not going to acknowledge and you just have to disengage and move on to the next issue yeah so that was a very fair argument i think um because even when you were saying mm-hmm. i was like actually why did you delete it like in my head i couldn't understand as well but at the end of the day it's your guys's platform you mm-hmm. have yeah. the autonomy over what you want to post and what you don't want to post and it, you like we just cannot please everyone and yeah. that's just how it is so the very last yeah. um, question slash opinion I thought we could read I'll just read it out also I <laughs> want to say I know okay when I okay so this is I think also in regards to like when I put the Insta story up I did say like single-handedly um what did I say? Single-handedly change the face of journalism, something like that. And um, I was talking mm-hmm. to someone else on your team as well. They were like, yeah, I don't think that's true. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. I don't <laughs> think that's true either. I think it was more of like a spicy um, pull to get people to like put in questions and stuff like that. But okay, anyway, so she's saying, in, or he, or I don't know, and this is a telonym, so I don't know who the person is. But yeah, <laughs> just to give context. So anyway, I'll read mm-hmm. the whole thing. Okay, so it says... While I'm interested in the podcast with Wake Up Singapore, I think it isn't fair to say that they single-handedly changed the face of journalism, changed the face of journalism, um, that it definitely didn't wake up Singapore. Fair enough. Okay, I, I hear you. Okay, so this person continues. In fact, many takes Wake Up Singapore's post with a grain of salt. They post their own version of justice with an extreme bias towards opposition. They delete comments, which we've kind of already addressed this, but I'll just read it anyway. Mm-hmm. They delete comments on their post when they get called out and often misuse their power as a large platform to direct their hate or agenda towards anything they disagree with. There is not much thoughts being placed behind their post. Virtue signaling is everywhere. In fact, I'm a pro-opposition, but I'm utterly disgusted at Wake Up Singapore's abuse directed towards anyone who doesn't coincide with their own personal agenda. What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this? All right, there are quite a few things to um, unpack there, right? Um, All right, so the first point... Okay, so I think one of the the ideas here is that we abuse the platform to to go after people. Well, that and also I think this person is also saying that there's a lot of... uh, quote, I don't like the word abuse personally, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. abuse directed towards anyone who doesn't coincide with their own personal agenda, which I think mm-hmm. goes back to the very, very first question I asked, like what happens when people disagree? You know, what do you guys yeah. do? So mm-hmm. I think what this person is saying that there are people who feel that just because they disagree, they are being attacked or something like that. That's what mm-hmm. I'm understanding. Yeah. By wake up, like they're being attacked by wake up Singapore. Hmm. So, I mean... That's that's a that's a debate though. I mean, you know, if you're gonna come in and say problematic things, we're gonna say that you are saying problematic things, right? Um, I, th- I, and I, and I also, I also understand the sentiment behind this, right? Which is that Singapore is such a very 
cookie cutter, sterile, very clean uh, place that tries to present this air of everything is super civil and nice, right? Um, we learned this in school, we learned this in JC, right? Um, we learned this in university, right? All the discussions have to be super clean and sterile and they can't have any personal emotion. And there's always two sides to, to, to this and we need to pick a middle ground, be neutral and all that, right? Um, and the fact of the matter is that no, right? This kind of defanging of a discussion, right? Really only benefits the person who is enjoying the privileges of society, right? To tell a minority, hey, you need to be a bit more civil, you need to be nicer, you can't call me out, right? You have to see my point of view as well, right? Um, is a kind of tone policing, right? Really, all you're trying to do is, is debate for the fun of it, right? You're just trying to say, oh, let me air my views, you air your views, at the end of the, the day, nothing changes, right? Uh, and of course, you'd want that because... Um, because the system as it stands right now is, is advantages to you, right? Um, we're trying to say here that no, right? If you, if you go up to a minority, you go up to a space where there are minorities, where there are disenfranchised people, and you say problematic shit, you're going to get called out on your problematic shit. Um, and that's the way life works, right? You don't go into an office and say bizarre things or sexist things or racist things and then expect to get away with it. Our page is no different as well, right? Um, so that's, that's one of the, the, the points there, right? Which is, yeah, I mean, if, if you, if you don't like sort of coming onto that space and having the discussion, you, you don't have to, right? I mean, it, this, this is life, right? You're, you're going to say, you're going to say what you have to say and people are going to disagree with you. I mean, be okay with that, you know? Um, I'm, I'm. I mean, right now you're saying something, this 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 person is saying something pretty contentious to me. And that's great, right? Like, like air your views. I'm perfectly fine. Like you're angry, you're worked up. Sure, you know, let's uh let's go with that, right? But I'm gonna say, I'm going to put my my foot down, I'm going to have my stance as well. Yeah. Um What was the 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 there few were, other things that That this, was the this... main point I feel like we had not addressed already in the episode. Mm -hmm. There are a few things I think we've yeah. talked about. Um, let me get back. The question was quite long. So let's see. Um, the other thing, I guess, was there are not much thoughts being placed behind their post. Virtue signaling mm -hmm. is everywhere. Mm, yeah, so that's also quite interesting. I've always wondered what virtue signaling means, right? Um, is it is it wrong to, to say that things are good or bad? I mean, is it wrong to take an ethical stance? I'm not really sure what this virtue signaling uh, means, right? If there are problems in the world, if there are things that are affecting individuals and we say this is bad, this is this is this disenfranchises people, this makes people feel unheard and unrepresented, right? Um, what what's wrong with that? I mean so so what? Like how how is virtue signaling like an how does that come off as an as an insult? Like I'm not I've, I've never fully understood that term, right? Um, and perhaps to you, right, these things are virtue signaling. They're just people trying to be, I am more moral than you, right? But uh, really, the thing is, you know, shout out to this page, Up and Out, right? So they recently posted a, a set of stories about how brown people experience dating, experience relationships, right? And you could look at that and say, oh, it's just virtue signaling. They're just talking about minorities again. But that, 
affected me because I live that. And it's, you know, you can discard it as virtue signaling. It meant the world to me to see my perspective, my lived experience represented because it was like, first of all, I didn't even have the words to to put it out there, right? Like it was always a discomfort that I had. But when they put that post out there, it was like, oh my God, I felt this in my relationship. And now somebody else has, has put that out there, right? And then this page, uh, Up and Out, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So shout outs to them, right? And uh, when the page takes a stance and they say, you know, there has been discrimination against brown people, against brown bodies, and the, there are things that are not great. There are media representations and and cultural forces that are not great for growing up as a brown person in the field of dating, love, relationships. Right? I'm like, yes. I, I feel validated, I feel supported, and it means a lot to me because where am I going to get this? Netflix is all white people. Channel, our state TV, it's all, uh, it's, it's all this one-dimensional heterosexual uh, relationship where the only problems come from the mothers-in-laws. Or, you know, it's like this very, very, very bland kind of... Re- where am I going to get that representation, right? Where am I going to be able to relate to a story and analyze it, Right? So to you, it might be virtue signaling. I think to a lot of us, it means a lot to have that support, right? And to feel ourselves represented. Yeah, in a country that really just doesn't care uh, to represent minorities or LGBTQ people or people who are from different walks of life. Yeah. I mean, that's a really, really good answer. I think you really encapsulated everything and hit all the points. Um, while also not discrediting this person that sent it in because i mean that's the whole mm-hmm. point of a conversation right like what you do what i do in the, at the end is to just facilitate conversation and mm-hmm. um of course it's hard to put our own biases aside but you know we try <laughs> like i was yeah. listening no and i don't I think agree. we have to also right yeah, i think ha- yeah you know i always come back to we have good biases and bad biases and every day the, the task here is to try and make sure i'm updating the biases i'm updating my point of view and i'm making it better right yeah, yeah. i guess to wrap up the episode, I have one question. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, I have a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. Now I have <laughs> one question to wrap up this episode would be, do you honestly think Singapore can become a better place? On a very personal level, I think Singapore can become a better place and I think it has become a better place, right? Um, I think looking at um, the way that things were back then, G, uh, the, the last two GEs and looking at how uh, things have changed right now, right? Um, I am very, very hopeful. I think Singapore has moved away, I think, from this um, political landscape where the issues were very, very like, oh, you know, vote out the PAP, they are so bad. And now we're recognizing that it's not the PAP, right? It's not the incumbent. It's the history of Singapore. It's the structure of Singapore. It's the culture. It's the it's the casual racism. It's the structural racism, structural inequality, right? Bigger and broader issues it's not just one man. It's not just one team. You know, you can't just say, oh, 4G sucks, right? 4G bad, right? Haha, <laughs> living in the shadow of Lee Kuan Yew. It's not that, right? You know, um, I'm very, very hopeful because we are at least getting to this point, right? And I think Singaporeans have done an excellent job of getting to, uh, to a mature state of discussion where we can recognize it's not the fault of one man. It's not the fault of one party, but it's in all of us, right? These issues are a lot deeper than we think. 
we have had a troubled history, we have had a troubled past, and the ramifications of that past live on to today, right? And we are beginning to uncover these things. And that's hope. That's that's the big progress. And to see that we made it so quickly, to see all the young activist pages, right? Like um, right now you have SG Climate Rally, you have Up and Out, right? You have Kwasa, you have all of these little, you have all of these pages coming out, talking about issues in respective fields, right? Um, educating everybody great graphic design great content very fun very engaging like to have that proliferate yeah to have that proliferation uh of of content of work of online activism is amazing so i think we already have become much better uh and i'm very hopeful you know for for what uh the civil society what activism has to bring in the next five years i'm really looking forward to that yeah Exactly. But I'm very grateful that you came on to the podcast. No, it's been really fun. It's been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been really, really uh, insightful, even for myself. Yeah. It's been really, really brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. I'm so glad. I learned so much too, like, especially with censorship and everything. Like, as a media student, I've always, always, like, I love talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's always nice to, like, hear from different platforms, like, what, you know, they do, and especially something that's so up and coming. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty much already there. So yeah, I had a very, very good time interviewing you. Where can people find you if they don't already follow you? They're living under a rock, <laughs> but where can people find you? Well, you can find Wake Up Singapore on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter as well, right? That's the three primary places that we are at, right? So just search for Wake Up Singapore or Wake Up SG, uh, and then you should find us there. Well, I'm already following you guys. I'll tag everything so you should know where to find them. Thank you so much once again. Uh, if, if you have any questions about anything that we said on the interview, you have any hot takes, any contentious issues, yeah, just drop us a DM, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're quite open. Please do. Yes. Yes, All right. both of us. Just DM, DM them, DM me. Although I'm a little scared. <laughs> DM them, maybe. Do push the DMs to them? Let them yeah, I, I, my skin is a bit thicker now, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I'll, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> learning, but yes, obviously DMs are always open, I always say. But thank you so much, Sean. I hope you have an amazing day ahead. You too. Thank you so much. Yeah.